0: It is the drive. Good afternoon. Good evening. The drive with Tay and Piper, Lante, Kyle Tosk filling in for Pipes. You just heard Derek in New York City, walking into Madison Square Garden, where Illinois, the 20th ranked team in the nation, will face Florida Atlantic University, the Owls, who were ranked 11th, a team that went to the Final Four last season. Is is that enough? Like, to say that, is that enough to then elevate them in your mind to the point where it's like, oh, this is going to be really tough? Like Sean Harrington said yesterday, he's like, I mean, think about it. You're playing Florida Atlantic. But is it because the the Final Four last year, Kyle, and the fact, even more importantly, they return like everybody from that team? Is that what, in your mind, makes it where you look at this team and you're like, ah, this is going to be a tough one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think obviously that's – Where it all comes from. I I did. I had the thought before the season when they were like preseason top 10, kind of thinking back to last year like, are they really? Like, I mean, I get it. They went to the final four. They were a nine seed in the tournament. You think back to their first round game and there was like a controversial call that went their way in the last five seconds that maybe they lose in the first round. If they lose in the first round of Memphis, they're not even in the top 25 preseason. <laughs> right, right. And they, you know, obviously give them credit for the run that they went on. They're a very good team. But were they top 10 in the country? And then I I think they've, they've kind of backed it up this year. I know they had one bad loss, but they've consistently put up 80s, 90s in the scoring column. They've beaten Texas A&M, who is a preseason top 15 team. And I think their play on the court has kind of backed that up. And Good obviously goal. the metrics you read off, some of the offensive efficiency and all that type of stuff. Like it, the the analytics love them. And I think that they've backed up their ranking on the court so far this year.
0: That's a great way to say it. I know we after we talked to Piper, uh, we were talking about how cool it is to just be able to use the phone and Visiting with him i was being sarcastic and matt lang our buddy said how cool would it have been if piper was in a phone booth like you don't even know what those are i know what they are i have never experienced <laughs> one there's actually a show like a horror show called phone booth or something where he's like stuck in a phone booth and like a sniper's got his sights on him or so i don't how did they make a movie for two hours with a guy just standing in a phone booth but, um, yeah, it would have been kind of cool if Pipes, you know, is like on the corner of Broadway and Main Street. Do they have Main Street in New York? And he's like on the uh, phone, and somebody's like, let's go, dude. And he's like, hey, I got two minutes left. And you hear the quarter go in. He's like, hold on. They
1: asked me another question. That'd be, I think that'd be kind of cool. And we, we pick up of someone, like, cussing him out on the radio in the background while he's giving an answer. Tommy DeVito's dad.
0: He's just like <laughs> getting ready. I wonder if they're going to the game. I bet the DeVitos are going to the game. Yeah, maybe. I mean, come
1: on. They're wow. from Jersey. Yeah, so. Jersey.
0: He runs a plumbing business. Yeah, right? that's what
1: I saw. That's. I didn't know that about him. <laughs> that was him, so
0: funny in the article that Jeremy Warner did. He's like, "But, dude, I'm busy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm trying to run a business. It's blooming. You know, the business is taking off. All- I mean, I'm sure it's going well anyway, but." You know, more people are probably using him, saying, "Wait, you're Tommy DeVito's dad." You know that, that that's pretty cool. Another shout out here, uh, John Kretz, an old friend of mine. Uh, I don't, well, I said it like that, John. You know what I mean. You're just you're a friend from the past. Does that make sense? Like you're not old uh, anyway. So uh, his grandson uh, or uh, her his granddaughter, Amaya Hargrove, is a senior down at Christopher down south. That's the TJ Wheeler area, and. Um, Shauna Green got her on campus, tried to recruit her. She ended up going to Nebraska, so that, that kind of stinks. I was kind of hoping that she would uh, make it here to Illinois and play for Coach Green and the Illini Why women. are you
1: giving her a shout-out? I she know! Illinois. Well, I'm
0: not really giving her. I'm giving her Grandpa John uh, the shout-out. But So her brother, Trey Carroll, plays for FAU. Ah. So he's number 25. So something to look for hmm. tonight in that game. Uh, against Illinois. And again, a 530 tip, kind of an early tip, but there's yeah, a game gotta after. to
1: race out of here and start watching that game. I know, how crazy.
0: But the, the, the game after is going to be pretty yeah,
1: that's splendid as well, right? Two top ten teams, UConn and North Carolina. Mm,
0: when did North Carolina all of a sudden get really good again? Haven't they had a couple of years well, where they kind of struggled? If you
1: remember last year, they were preseason number one oh, coming off right. their run to the national championship, yeah, what and they I missed the tournament altogether. Bocot? First is his team, Bacot. Baycott. Armando Bacot. Uh, but they've looked pretty good so far this year. They beat Tennessee. They dropped 100 on Tennessee mm. last week, and uh, I believe they have just one loss. They're 6-1 or 7-1 and one so far.
0: How's our guy doing that shoots 38 times a game from St. Louis that transferred? That played on that Carolina. Oh, Caleb Love. Caleb Love. He's on Arizona now. I said Reggie Love. They're
1: undefeated. I, his numbers, I think, are pretty in line pretty with solid. what they've been his whole career. Oh. So kind of inefficient. But he that Arizona <laughs> team is undefeated. And are they number one now after Purdue lost? Is is that what?
0: Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, they're the new number one. That's a good call on that. Uh, Tennessee will play tonight. Also, George Mason University, they're hosting them. Tennessee ranks 17th. That's who Illinois will play next um, after this game. So that'll be interesting. Does, w- does Wisconsin and Michigan State play tonight?
1: Yep, that's correct. Any other Big Ten games? I believe there, w- there is one more Big Ten game. I think they're both on Peacock.
0: Oh, well. So, uh, thank goodness I've got a high school basketball game to attend and Illinois plays early. How about that? It's funny, ESPN on their front cover says, is UConn a blue blood? And the quote is, we've got five natties in the last 25 years, man. Yeah, that's, that's it. Oh, now this is funny. I bring up Arizona. I think that's our guy, Caleb Love. Yeah. That was interesting. That uh, That's the old bracketology. What's the other game for?
1: Indiana at Michigan is oh. the other Big Ten game.
0: So you and I were scroll like I started scrolling through because I wanted to look at a couple of things. Let's do this exercise again. Now that Illinois is 1-0 in the Big Ten, I, I'm like, I started looking. I, was, I, I wasn't looking for this purpose, but you and I, during the break, I just started ripping off, like, the next game, the next game, the next game, and you and I pretty much agreed on all of them. We had maybe one or two that we were like, eh. All right, so you're 1-0, and your next game, Big Ten-wise, is at home January 2nd against Northwestern. I think you beat Northwestern at home. I do too. I think the, the home portion, you know, the home part means a lot. And yes. Although Northwestern's going to be a tussle, man.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to. Rodgers
0: will have to come to play against Boo, won't he?
1: Yeah, I think they're going to be pretty similar to last year where they're going to be capable of pulling off a couple big upsets like they did against Purdue. Ultimately, are they going to be really good? I doubt it, but I think they probably could go back to the tournament again. Yeah, that's true. I could see that. And.
0: Man, if Boo plays like he did the other night, <sighs> I, don't was think, unbelievable. I, I don't think there's any doubt that he could do that. All right, so you're two and zero then, is what we had it. You lose at Purdue, right? Yeah, two and one. You've got Michigan State at home on January eleventh. I think that's a win. Think you got
1: to win that game.
0: So three and one, Maryland at home, you win. Four and one, you got at Michigan.
1: Now you said, I said I think you should win that game because I haven't been at all impressed with Michigan since the first week of the season. Okay. There's always a stumbling block it seems along the way. And again, but, you're going to you're going to lose a game that you shouldn't at some point. And you're going to upset a team you that you yeah. shouldn't. But
0: So we'll go 5 and 1. Then you got Rutgers 6 and 1 at home, of course, at Northwestern on a Wednesday night. I could see a loss there. I could too. So I'll go 6 and 2. Indiana at home 7 and 2. Oh, this was the game. At Ohio State. So you're 7 and 2 going to Ohio State. You only play them once. They beat you last year in Columbus, right? Yeah, they did, and they weren't very good. It's funny, we gotta go back to Columbus. But they had that one point guard that just we could not stop.
1: Yeah, Bruce Thornton and he's back and having a great season. So well, far. I don't
0: think they stop us this time.
1: I I, I kind of think they do. I think they're pretty good. I the thing is is I think the road factor isn't as significant because Ohio State's arena is oh, dead half the time. It's a hockey arena. But
0: <sighs> Okay, so eight and three. We'll say they lose that. Okay, is it, am I right with eight, eight and three? I think is that.
1: Yeah, I think. No, I think you're giving them a win, right? Or no? No, I'm not. Because so we lost. You lost it. Oh, seven and three. Okay. Let me go back.
0: Northwestern would be two and oh, Lost it's, to Purdue. You two lose and to one. Purdue,
1: Northwestern, and Ohio State. So okay. three losses. Okay. So, but how many wins? You're
0: uh, one, two. Hold on, three, four. Michigan, five. Rutgers, six. Indiana, seven. So seven and three. Nebraska at home 8 and 3, at Michigan State we'll go a loss.
1: Yeah, that's that's just a tough one.
0: 8 and 4 beat Michigan at home, 9 and 4 at Maryland you win, 10 and 4 Penn State at Penn State 11 and 4. Iowa at home 12 and 4. Minnesota at home 13 and 4. Now you got 3 games to close the season, but I, this is not easy. This 3 game stretch is tough. So at Wisconsin on a Saturday and then you have Purdue at home on a Tuesday. You guys will be rocking for that one in the Orange Crush.
1: Just give us, if we're in the, if we could somehow enter that game with hope in the Big Ten race, that race will be unbelievable. Oh, man, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. It'll be regardless. But, man, if you could have Big Ten title implications for that one. So, do you
0: lose at Wisconsin? I think you do. Yeah, because they're
1: just, I I think they're going to be pretty solid this year. How many
0: times have we beaten Wisconsin, though, in a row?
1: Did we lose believe it's them? five? Yeah, I think they're on a five-game win streak. I'll take that.
0: All right, so thirteen and five with the loss of Wisconsin. Do you beat Purdue at home? Let's say you do. I would love to believe it. Let's do. Let's do it. Okay, fourteen and four, and then at Iowa.
1: Well, it would be fourteen and five, and then the last game. And then at that would be interesting. Based on what I saw from Iowa last night, I know it was on the road at Purdue, but they do not look like they're going to be much of a threat. Okay, I would have them in that projection at fifteen and five, which I think would, would be uh, set themselves up pretty nicely. That'd be
0: probably second in the in the conference, right?
1: Second with an opportunity to, you know, especially if you beat that Purdue team. Purdue was fifteen and five last year in conference, yeah. so maybe it's a split of some kind. You, you're going to be in a good spot if you go fifteen and five.
0: And if you beat FAU tonight, considering we've got them at fifteen and five in conference, you beat FAU tonight. You lose at Tennessee, so FAU is your well. And if you beat Purdue late, that'd be two huge wins. I mean, is Illinois a four seed?
1: Yeah, I think they're probably in the three four discussion. Right in there. I think back to – Give me
0: a three or a, or a six.
1: The Big Ten title team two years ago with Trent and Kofi and Plummer and that team went 15-5 and five in conference, won a share of the league, was a four seed in the tournament. Now, I know they had a bad loss in non-conference to Cincinnati. Mm, that's right. So, I don't know. It, it, it's tough to project that. But they'd be in that 3-4 line area, okay. I think.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what you're looking at. I like projecting ahead. Yeah. In sports, it's going <laughs> we'll kind of be funny. way off on that. I know. Then you, you look back, you're like, wow, we weren't even we're like, close.
1: <laughs> that game that we just blew by and didn't even mention. Well, they right, lost that one right. by 15 and looked horrible. Like Missouri last year. Yeah.
0: When Mizzou just hammered him in that game and Caleb Brown, he's gone, right?
1: Uh, Kobe Brown. Or Kobe Brown. Yeah, yeah, he's in the NBA.
0: Good. I'm thinking Caleb Love. You got me too many C. Well, Kobe was a K. So, yeah, you got me – there's too many of that going on right now. All right, so listen, Brad Underwood met yesterday. We're going to take a break before we play this and hear from Brad Underwood as he has his team set to face the Owls. He had to be in, have been excited after the win against Rutgers. I, do you know – I never did see, did they go to like – Somewhere in practice, like on Sunday and Monday, like some high school? They did
1: post pictures of a practice on Sunday. I couldn't tell where it was. Okay, is this the
0: mysterious uh, Indianapolis right before COVID hit? The best practice ever? I told Piper, I want a book about that. I want a book about (laughs) the best practice practice. ever. (laughs) It's almost like the dream team when they squared off against each other. And, you know, Michael and Magic and, and all of that. And Christian Leitner like, was the only college dude, I think, on that team. And, and they say it was the best game ever or something. I, I, it, like And they have video of it. But I want to know. Like, I want a book about the best practice ever by Derek Piper.
1: They practiced at the New York Athletic Club. Oh,
0: it's probably a pretty penny to get into that. Yeah. How much do you think it is to join the New York Athletic Club? Do we look. need to effort that now? I'm going to look right now. Google. I can't the cord gets in my way and then I can't type. Uh, let's see. What would it be? Membership. You're going to get it before me, aren't you? I'm Membership trying for to the New York Athletic Club. I I I bet it's a pretty
1: the initiation fee is $9,000 <laughs> and then they Total annual fee looks to be in the three thousand range. Okay, I'm that's looking not as at much kind of a thought. spreadsheet here.
0: That's not as much as I thought. And there's
1: different levels for residents and non-residents and whatnot.
0: There you go. Okay. Well, how do you become a member? Oh, it's invitation only, by the way. Oh. Who did they you know mean. to get into the New York Athletic Club? Well. It's pretty impressive. I mean, maybe the maybe the Jimmy V Classics,
1: sets up. Yeah, it. I would I would assume that they know some high up. Brad's got some uh, college connections. hoops.
0: Yeah, right. Jimmy Bayheim get him in there out in New York. Jim Beheim's
1: doing some uh, some TV now. I I, he know. was on an ACC network broadcast, and oh, I, I just cannot exciting. picture him. I, I I would love to see that. Maybe he's great, but just I,
0: fidgeting with his I oversized glasses on his face. Him
1: on a television broadcast. <laughs>
0: Can you imagine him doing the post game? You know, he's sitting there, like, adjusting his glasses, and he's like, well, you guys played pretty well tonight. And I hate the transfer portal, and this is
2: (laughs) He just goes off
0: on a kid that has no idea, and he's like, "Uh, sorry, Mr. Bayheim, I I don't know what you're asking. (laughs) Well, I'm not really asking you a question. I'm using the platform to complain. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll hear from Brad Underwood and what he thinks of this Florida-Atlantic squad and game. We'll do it next. It is The Drive. You moved into
2: your new home using Two Men in a Truck. The garage was clean. Then...
3: I love the new recliner. What are we going to do with this old one? Put it in the garage for now.
2: Over time,
4: this cycle continued. Put Put it in the garage for now. Put it in the garage for now.
3: Put it in the
1: garage for
4: now.
2: It It happens. You got junk. Call Two Men in a Truck to get rid of all your junk. Residential or commercial, Two Men in a Truck has a solution for your junk removal. Contact
4: them at twomenchampagne.com.
0: Two Men in a Truck. Are you one of those guys out there tinting windows day in and day out, all different shades of black and ready to put a little color in your life? Come work for us. At Aftershock, we're looking for a guy with experience in wrapping, whether it be window tinting, vinyl wrapping, anything of that sort, or somebody with just ambition that wants to show up to work and be proud of what they do. You know those wraps with Troy Lands on the back waving at you? That's our work. Call us, 833-DECAL-IT, or email office at We want you.
3: Illini fans taste what's special about Jets pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right. $5 off on all specialty pizzas. Like the barbecue chicken pizza, chicken grilled to perfection, premium mozzarella, bacon, red onion, and barbecue sauce all piled onto Jets. Amazing crust made from dough. They make fresh every day. There's also their super special, all meaty chicken bacon ranch and more all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jets specialty pizza for $5. $5 off. Hey, where are you headed?
0: To Kelsey Furniture in Tuscola.
3: What do they have there?
0: What don't they have there? Living room furniture, benches, chests, love seats, sectionals, tables, bedroom sets, hutches, nightstands, end tables, cabinets, mirrors, stools, clocks, lamps, pillows, rugs, desks, media consoles, patio furniture, tempur
1: mattresses, and more.
3: So everything.
1: Yeah, probably could have uh, just said that
3: kelsey
4: furniture quality for less hi it's stevie j so i took my mom into audibel owned by jeff hanley who owns 13 locations around central illinois she's had so much trouble hearing for so long audibel a-u-d-i-b-e-l for hearing and some of the new technologies they've got ai now for some of these hearing aids and and they're virtually invisible it's unbelievable and it helped my mom It helped her incredibly. We've been to other places. This is by far the best place I've ever been in for hearing help. Go to audibelteam.com. That's A-U-D-I-B-E-L. If you want more information about Audibel and how Jeff Hanley and his amazing culture and amazing team that they have, go to audibelteam.com. That's A-U-D-I-B-E-L, audibelteam.com. You'll be so happy you found Audibel amazing work they got a location in champagne go to audibelteam.com that's audibelteam.com when it comes to finding a reliable vehicle look no further than sarah champagne your trusted automotive destination they carry a lineup of top brands including honda BMW, Subaru, GMC, and Buick. And they're not just about cars. They're about people. Their team is dedicated to providing you with trustworthy service and dependable vehicles that fit your lifestyle. Experience the difference at Sarah Champagne. Visit Sarah, serra Champagne.com.
0: things in life and having your mom walk right up to you as you're getting ready to go I'm like mom we're literally ready to go on the air here Jan Tay's in the house Kyle you've met Jan yes uh she's already yelling at me because I talk too loud
1: and which I <laughs> she do asked me if I've ever heard anyone <laughs> talk louder and I I'm not honestly sure I have
0: <laughs> I'm pretty gregarious is that the word I don't know if that's the right word there um, but yes. Yeah, so, mom's here because we're going to watch Andrew play basketball tonight. Seven thirty. It worked out kind of a weird start time. Seven thirty at Oakwood. Shout out to the Comets. But um, it'll allow us to watch the Illinois game or the majority of it,
1: at least. What happens if Illinois is tied with twenty seconds left and Andrew's tipping off? And then uh, I
0: don't even know Andrew. <laughs> then he's the son that's actually not mine, and I watch the end of the Illinois game. <laughs> No, you know for a fact I'm not going to miss a second of Andrews games. That Illinois goes by the wayside quick. I can listen to it kind of, and then sprint, maybe sprint in and grab some popcorn and go. Do you ever miss popcorn? Like you know what you're missing, like by not. You're going to have to come to a game at STM sometime, sure. And I'll I'll pay your way in since you're not an athlete. I think I can do that, and uh, I'll get you some concession stand stuff too, like popcorn and like a Mountain Dew. Maybe a, like a Reese's Pieces.
1: Oh, yeah. Sounds great I'll to me. I'll just
0: set you up, and then you can watch Andrew play a
1: game.
0: I think that'd be fun.
1: If they- he plays well, am I invited back? If he has his <laughs> yeah. worst game of the year, am I never allowed back in the gym again? <laughs> like at
0: halftime, I'm kicking you out? I'm like, can we kick that guy out right
1: there? <laughs> Andrew's like 0 for 7, and I, it's all my fault. <laughs> I'm
0: like, get rid of him. Why? Well, I don't know, but he's cursing, and he's just being, he's being very violent. So get get that skinny kid out of here. Get him out. All right, Brad Underwood met yesterday. Was uh, where was he at? Was he at the New York Athletic Club when he met with the uh, This was over Zoom. Oh, it was Zoom. So we're okay.
1: throwing it back.
0: See, we won't we can't let media members into the New York Athletic Club. That's a little <laughs> I think
1: they did have like a small media session in the team hotel yesterday, but oh. it was so loud that you could barely hear Brad talk. So we're going to go with this one from Sunday or maybe monday morning.
0: Okay. Brad Underwood getting us ready for FAU in Illinois. Here's your coach.
2: Yeah, it's always good to go to the rack and win. Um something we had not done in in a long time, but I thought our uh, uh, our, our preparation was was spectacular uh leading up to that game. Um I thought we were we were very dialed in, very focused. Um I thought our defensive presence uh, and focus was as good as it's been. Uh, if you if you took away live ball turnovers, I, you know I think defensively we would have, uh, you know, been just been sensational. But uh, um, but uh, obviously the job on the glass that uh, we hammered that guys guys took note, and uh, uh, it's very rare you out rebound a team like that. So all that put together. You know, along with some pretty good offense and 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 moving the ball and sharing the ball and and obviously Terrence was 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 great in all, all three facets of the game of, of on the offensive side and it's great to see 10 rebounds out of him. So um, now it's uh, the next challenge and um, it is a challenge. Uh, Florida Atlantic, in my opinion is as, as good a basketball team as there is in the country. Um, this is the best passing team in college basketball. Bar none I haven't seen anybody even close uh to having the level the skill level of and, and the ability to pass there's not a bad uh, a bad passer on that roster uh Vlad golden is in, in my opinion the real deal he is an elite rim protector uh he's a tremendous post-up option um and then they surround him with four guys that uh, uh, can all really shoot the ball. Um, they're, they're unselfish, uh, four guys in double figures, uh, they've got depth and, um, then, uh, then you have to score against them and Vlad does a great job of protecting the rim. Uh, this team is very much like Marquette and, and their in their connectivity. Uh, they're just very connected. They don't make, they don't make mistakes. Uh, they don't blow switches. They, uh, they talk, they communicate and, um, uh, I I see as I dive into them why they were a Final Four team last year uh, and why they're uh, ranked as highly as they're ranked. Uh, they're very good. And uh, it'll be a uh, it'll be a great challenge for us as we uh, head into the Garden tomorrow night.
4: Brad, your defense is one of the top-ranked teams in the country so far uh, by the metrics, but uh, how much does this Marquette game prepare you for Florida Atlantic, and how will they test your defense?
2: Yeah, very similar. Uh Golden and Oso are different. Um, um, you know, Golden's uh Golden's a a, a low block scorer. Uh he he's he's uh I'm not gonna do him an injustice. He's an elite rim runner. He's just not Oso in that area. But uh uh he's he's a they're both great rim protectors, but uh they all shoot it. Uh I think they're a better shooting team than Marquette um they have multiple weapons i think they their, their ability to play fast like marquette um it's gonna be a big key in the game uh they do an unbelievable job of getting the ball from one side of the floor to the other um, uh, making you move making you they, they they run a lot of blur screens and um and actions and try to confuse you and and uh you know you get sucked in that paint and one of those guys is gonna is, is gonna hit you with the three so uh, our defense will be challenged and um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, defense travels, defense wins games and uh, you know, we're going to have to be really good tomorrow.
1: Coach, what are, what are some keys uh,
0: for your, your team? We heard about FAU and what they bring to the court. What are, Was there enough time with this quick turnaround to, to learn some stuff uh, from Rutgers that you can apply to uh, Tuesday night?
2: Yeah, it, it's a little different game. Every game's got its own identity. I think that you know, it's, it's a, uh, uh, Florida Atlantic plays faster they're, they're a team that could score a 100 if you if you uh uh if you don't handle them in transition um you know Rutgers wasn't that team I think it's it's um uh, you know I think one of the glaring things was our live ball turnovers uh you know we had we had four turnovers in transition uh that we've got to eliminate. Um, you know, we've emphasized some of those things and, and they weren't forced, they were just poor decisions and we've got to clean those decisions up. But, uh, there was also a lot of really, really positive things, Doug, on, on the offensive side. And, um, you know, some of the things we worked on, we, we just simplified and, and then let guys play in space and, and, uh, you know, took, took advantage of some of our size at the, at the guard spots and, and, um. You know that's that that stuff that it seems like positives for the future.
1: Brad, it seemed like Marcus was really able to hunt out some of those mid-post opportunities in the last game. Uh, how are you approaching that? Is that something maybe you you dial up, or he gets a sense of the matchup and then then goes into that? And, and how much of a value can that action be?
2: So it's going to be a huge value. Um, I, I like it when we're we're finding those organically uh there's some yeah we want to uh, you know we want to dial up um you know the other night in the Rutgers game it was very much I, I think one of the changes that we 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 came up with was was really being able to exploit matchups and and putting guys in positions to have to guard especially during during switches um you know we were very successful in capitalizing on those marcus was a a, a big recipient of a lot of those um you know playing into some post-up opportunities ty got a couple uh uh terrence actually got a couple on the perimeter uh where he had jump shots and uh, so it's um uh that's a real positive thing for the future but we know how effective he is you know 15 feet in and and we've got to keep dialing him up there but i, I like the fact he's finding him kind of organically through space
1: Hey, Coach. Last week Coleman talked about
0: his knee, and it's probably going to be a long season for him. Um, what was the prognosis
2: after playing a game and some minutes? You know, how is he health wise moving forward? Yeah, he, he, he's good. It, it's it's um, it's dedication, commitment, and understanding that to play the game, you're going to have some 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 body aches, and and you're you're never going to be healthy, but you have to do everything you can to be as close to that as possible. And, and for him, um, you may have it the rest of his career. Um, you know, so you've got to, you've got to maintain it. You've got to, to handle it. You've got to spend the time, the hours in recovery and rehab. He's doing that right now. Um, you know, you throw in the fact that, that Coleman's also had a couple of, pretty severe ingrown toenails that he's had removed and been dealing with that as well. You know, so the lower parts of his body have been, uh, have been pretty beat up uh, here in the last uh, six weeks. So, um, you know, those, anybody who's ever had an ingrown knows how painful those can be and, and he's had to have them, you know, cut out. So, um, you know, he's just got to maintain it, but his, is his, his knee felt good. And, and uh, we we're pleased to see that because he, he he, uh, he didn't log a ton of minutes because of foul trouble in the first half, but um, came out of that with flying colors.
1: Brad, what would you like out
0: of your front court depth of specifically maybe getting Imani in a Big Ten road game um, off the
2: bench like you did the other night? Well, the best thing was about it was we got him in the game. Um, you know, I, I I think there's there's tremendous value in playing uh, and having the opportunity to play in those games. Um you know, he he did some really good things offensively, He made a couple of mistakes defensively. Uh, but uh, you know, those are all all teachable moments and things you learn from and and you get over that 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 nervousness. And, you know, I I say this all the time, they're real games, you know, when you're playing against other dudes who are pros and upperclassmen and been through it. And uh for money to go out there and do that was great. I thought that um, uh, uh, you know, Dane was 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 really solid in the first half and and yet the game, the way the game played out, you know, Coleman was fresh. He, had, he didn't play a lot in the first half. His mobility, what we were doing offensively was 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 just such that uh, our front court was was outstanding. And, and defensively, you know, they're a big reason we're one of the top two-point field goal percentage defenses in the country. And uh, so I've been really pleased with that, with, with all three of those guys.
4: Brad, kind of some more vain. Uh, Dre obviously didn't need scoring the other night, uh, and Justin and, and Ty played well, especially in the second half. Was Dre just a feel thing about not getting in the game?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think there's, um, um there, I think there's a lot of growth sometimes from not playing, and and understanding that the preparation leading up to it is as vital and important a piece. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. Uh, is an important as important as anything and uh uh just the the way they played the press um you know i didn't go in with the mindset he wasn't going to play it was just kind of the way that it played out and then you know we started exploiting their lack of size with our size and and we just stayed bigger and uh you know and then justin justin was great
0: one of the things about the Rutgers game seemed like to me was the, the right guy's taking the threes it was it was that by design was it a point of emphasis for you in practice leading up to the game
2: you know it's it's it was more about the the execution and the flow of offense and and we we didn't take the contested 18 seconds on the shot clock shot we 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 drove it we moved it we got them in rotations and we shot those shots in rhythm and i've said all along we're we're a really good shooting team and when you shoot shots in rhythm like that, um, you know, they're going to go down. And, you know, we were super efficient in the last 10 seconds of the shot clock. You know, I think we had a 1.4 OER uh, in the last 10 seconds. Um, that, that that gives an opportunity, the defense an opportunity to break down a lot. And we just kept kept staying with it. And we didn't panic. And I, I hope that's a sign of growth for us.
4: Brad, I know you were bullish on this team's connectivity going into the year what have you seen through seven games when it comes to that both offensively and defensively
2: yeah still am i i think our ceiling is 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 we haven't even come close uh we're you know we're we're starting to see see us stack things rebounding and 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 what we're doing on the defensive end and committing fewer mistakes and uh and now we're starting to put some things together offensively um and and so but, uh, you know, you've got you to start stacking all of those categories to get where we want to go. And um, I, I still think we've got uh, a lot of growth. I think we're still in the infancy stage because of, of Coleman's injury uh, and him being out for a while. I think, uh, um, you know, we, we still don't have a huge sample size of game time experience with him. But, um, you know, I think Draven's going to be a guy that's, that, that's going to impact us. Obviously, Nico. Uh, his injury has is, is, has set us back a little bit, but uh, I just think there's um, there's there's a lot of room to continue to grow, and um, you know we've got a we've got a big ceiling, and I like that.
3: Okay, Matt, uh, you'll finish us up. Go ahead,
0: Brad. Not to suggest you didn't shoot it well at Rutgers, but what makes this team a little bit different to where maybe you can survive even on the road and in, in Big Ten you know, offensive nights and shooting nights that you can't, that you don't, you don't make as many. And and defensively, what makes this team different this year?
2: Yeah, I think our size impacts people. I think, you know, it's, it's, you know, if you put it in the right perspective, I don't know if you, I mean, everybody saw Ty's dunk in transition, you know, I mean, he put the thing behind his, behind his head and tore the rim down. How many point guards do that? You know, I mean, there's, there's a six, 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 seven point guard that's really athletic that, um you know as is, is an elite defender and you know and I've said this many times Terrence is 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 the best in the country in my opinion um and uh, you'd be hard pressed to find a better defender so uh you had quincy you had you know who's turned into just a, a, a stopper in practice i mean he every day he wants to guard Terrence. he wants to guard draven he wants to um take that challenge on himself and um you know now we've we've you know luke's been phenomenal so um, you know, you, you start putting those pieces together and we, you know, we say it all the time, defense has to travel and, and you win championships with defense, you win games with offense, um, and, and rebounding's another one. And as we collectively grow our toughness, um, you know, that's, that's how we have, that's how we have to win. We have to, you know, we, you know some nights it's not going to be pretty and some nights it'll, it'll be mucked up and. And and that's fine. We have to we have to muck up a game to figure it out how to win. But I like our size, our athleticism, and, and, and we're collectively as a team becoming quite a bit tougher.
3: Crossroads Contractor Supply specializes in the delivery of tools and supplies within a 150-mile radius of Champaign-Urbana. Reliable, timely, and with reasonable prices, Crossroads Contractor Supply knows what equipment and tools are needed for your job. Their slogan, we have it when you need it. Get the job done right with proper tools and equipment. Did something break? Construction materials as well as safety equipment all available. Call 402-8123. Visit Crossroads Contractor Supply I-L- Com. Accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC crossroads contractor supply bringing us our stevie j broadcasting law enforcement official of the month his
4: name is tony manili he's from the urbana police department you and your
3: wife have five children we
4: do have five children
3: and their ages are
4: oldest is 25 and then the youngest is 12 and so what do they think you do every
1: day Uh, parking tickets and pulling over cars. No, uh, they know one of my big things that I like to do is, uh, even on deployments in places like Iraq and Afghanistan, one of my big things was always to humanize the uniform. Get out there, not just be a Humvee or a squad car, but be a person on the street making relationships that can last a lifetime that will also help further the community for the good because there's a lot of people in a lot of areas that just want to live a quiet normal life and there's unfortunately sometimes uh, incidents or spikes of crimes in these neighborhoods where having those relationships with the community can help you find the offenders faster and kind of fix the problem.
3: Carl works every day to improve the health of community members across the region, and it would not be possible without team members like Sierra Pool, Phlebotomy Lab lead at Carl Foundation Hospital.
0: I love working at Carl because of the togetherness among the phlebotomy team and the opportunity to advance within the department.
3: If you're looking for an opportunity to serve your community like Sierra in a supportive environment with opportunities for growth, visit carl.org careers. You've changed thousands
4: of diapers, played hours of peekaboo and duck-duck-goose because you do anything for your kids. That's why it's so important to protect them with life insurance from State Farm. State Farm agent Kurt Lenshaw will help make it easy and affordable to help you protect your family no matter what the future holds. Because for the people you do anything for, life insurance could mean everything. Call State Farm agent Kurt Lenschow in Champaign-Urbana today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: The Champaign-Urbana Elks Lodge is teaming up with the Urbana Police Department Fraternal Order of Police Lodge 70 Shop with a Cop program. This year marks the ninth year that the Elks has asked for our community to support the goal of making area school children of financially burdened families have a warm coat, hat, gloves, and boots to stay warm. Drop off a donation at the Elks Lodge behind Old Orchard Bowling during business hours Tuesday through Sunday 3 to 8 p.m. The CU Elks Monetary drive will continue through december 10th those wanting to make a donation may do so by mailing a checkout to the cu elks lodge and mailing it to the elks 903 north dunlap avenue in savoy illinois 61874 or they may drop off a donation at the elks lodge during business hours behind old orchard bowling tuesday through sunday 3 to 8 p.m for details on the coat drive and shop with a cop with cu elks club visit their facebook page
3: there's an inviting holiday chill waiting for you at your local Merle Norman. The Holiday 2023 color collection is available now featuring a gift-worthy opal eyes palette filled with nine limited editions soft-touch shadows. Pair your palette with three shades of crisp candy cane scented tinted lip balm, including a neutral cashmere cream, a dimensional plum shimmer, and a red sangria cream. Shop Holiday Limited Editions while supplies last. Merle Normans 706 West View Drive. During this holiday season, Cunningham Children's Home and each child, adult, and family we've served this year would like to express our appreciation to the Champaign-Urbana community for your support of our mission to see every child thrive. Join Cunningham Children's Home for the fourth annual Luminaries of Hope and Live Nativity, December 8th and 9th. Drive through our campus in Urbana to experience the holiday magic as hundreds of luminaries light your way to the live nativity. Learn more about Luminaries of Hope at CunninghamHome.org. Cunningham Children's Home. Hope begins here.
0: The Drive, ESPN Radio 93.5, The Drive with and Piper. I'm Lon Tay, Kyle Tosk, alongside heard from Derek Piper in the first hour on the Tapman's Towing phone line. Derek out in New York getting ready for the game tonight between Illinois and FAU. The Owls ranked 11th in the country. That game will tip around 530 on ESPN. I know Dan Schulman. Has the call for that? I don't know who's on Jay the... Jay Billis. Oh Jay,
1: okay. You know you're big time when you're... you got those two. Let's go. Are they doing both? I would assume. I would. I think they are. Yeah. Because
0: the UConn in, uh, North Carolina game follows Illinois at Madison Square Garden, so pretty cool. All right, I'll, I'll ask you this, Kyle. What will it mean? It's it's early in the year. You don't have a signature win. You had that chance against Marquette, lost at home. What would a win today? mean or tonight excuse me mean for this illinois team
1: it'd mean a ton first off it would mean a lot for your resume when you look down the road because we saw how much weight that wins against ucla wins against texas and the non-conference carried you obviously have purdue in the big 10 but it seems like another year where it's just going to be a bunch of teams that are good not great are there going to be a ton of, like, marquee win chances in conference play? I don't know if I see that other no. than Purdue, and it's going to be a tough task to beat them. So this would be a huge one to put in the bank for you. And, yeah, just missing, missing out on the opportunity against Marquette and now knowing that you have to go on the road to Tennessee on Saturday, this one's going to be really important because you don't want to go 0-3 in those three marquee non-conference games. It's not – the end of your season if you do obviously right. but it's going to you're going to have an uphill climb and you're just not going to have those signature wins and and the other thing too is that it'll really just further prove that this team can be a true contender that they can go toe to toe with the team that was in the final 4 last year and yep. beat them on a neutral site and it'll solidify what we saw the Rutgers win was encouraging but that's a Rutgers team that we don't really know if they're going to be any good we know that this Florida Atlantic team is going to be a national threat so if Illinois beats them I think it'll be pretty validating and will give this team and fan base more confidence
0: that's a great answer I was going to then fire back what happens if Illinois loses but you bring up a good point it used to be it always seemed like it used to be that you had so many chances in a big 10 conference where you could get marquee wins And it seems like, like last season, you're correct. I mean you got Wisconsin that's ranked twenty third. Obviously Purdue
1: is ranked high. And but and now you gotta consider that they do the quad one, quad two system, so your A P ranking doesn't even really matter. Right. right. Like last year, yeah.
0: So I wonder how many how many Big Ten teams right now would be considered quad one wins?
1: Well, they just released the net. Oh, that's so I'll right. pull up. I'll pull was those up. Illinois was 23, I believe. I'll pull those up and I'll give you that answer while okay. you that's fine. talk because for a minute. It is
0: interesting that it did seem like, and of course, like you're saying, we didn't have the net. We didn't have a lot of this quad one, quad two. We didn't have any of that. And it was based a lot of it on the rankings and, of course, just kind of who you played, et cetera, strength of schedule. But it seemed like in the past in the Big Ten, you had chances. If you didn't maybe get a marquee win in the non-conference, you had seemingly a handful of chances to get a marquee win in conference play. Whereas right now, that's not really the case, minus a Purdue team, possibly Michigan State. But they would have to do some things, I think, to really become one of those kind of pops your eyes, kind of win, like a, a win against Purdue would do. I think a win against Purdue would obviously send shockwaves a little bit, kind of like it did the other night with Northwestern. So, it's it's interesting how much then it puts some pressure then back on teams to get non-conference marquee wins. And Illinois is facing two of them in a row here with FAU tonight and also Tennessee. Uh, that game is what, Saturday? Saturday at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. So, you look at that, and it's an, it's, it's an interesting thing when you look at it. So, how about on the net, then?
1: Yeah, so the net rankings, the first ones got released yesterday. Now, keep in mind, especially this early, like you win one game, you might move up eight spots, and <laughs> right. you lose one, you might move down ten. So, these are going to fluctuate. But you have Purdue at four, so obviously they would be as good of a win as you can yes. get wherever you get it. Then you have Ohio State at 20, so they'd be quad one both at home and on really? the road. Illinois is at 23. Wisconsin's at 26. So the top 30 at home is a quad one. The top 75 on the road is a quad one. So those three would be quad one regardless. Then oh, you, so
0: if you beat a top 75 team on the road, right, that's so considered a quad one. If you beat okay.
1: a top 75 team in the net rankings on the road, that's a quad one win. If you beat a top 30 team at home in the net, it's quad one. That's fair.
0: So you only play Ohio State once.
1: Ohio State once, and I believe and Wisconsin, Wisconsin once. Wants.
0: That's it. So there's so you got two – Purdue, two, that's four. Right. That's it, right? That's it. That, you got So right now, as it stands, and like you said, that fluctuates, as it stands, you only, you're only you only going to have four chances at a quad one win in the Big Ten well, in general. Well,
1: you have Northwestern's 48th, so you'll get a chance on the oh, road. Oh, that's true, on the road. That's to true. beat them. Okay. Michigan State, 51st, so you get them on the road. Okay. And as of now, Rutgers sitting at 72nd is a quad one Ooh, win at the road. let's take rack. it. Let's take it. Now, that's going to be one that probably – is for half the year and isn't for half the year, depending <laughs> on what games Rutgers wins.
0: How they bounce around. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up about the road because I had forgotten that. So, but, I mean, the gist of it is it doesn't seem like you're going to have that often in in the Big Ten to really get an eye-popping win and or a quad one win. So, you you get plenty of quad twos, i am I'm assuming. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that I'm, was...
1: That was Illinois' resume last year was you had UCLA and Texas non-conference great wins that pretty much got them into the tournament, and then they had like nine quad two wins.
0: (laughs) Just loaded up on the quad twos. So that's kind of where there's a little bit of importance in terms of even in March and when the seedings come out of a game like tonight for Illinois and FAU, and everybody knows that, but... I think that just kind of hammers at home a little bit more the importance of trying to get a win here in the, these next two games against whether it's FAU or whether it's Tennessee. Now, we talk about like Marquette. You're not hurt by that. I don't think, I don't think there's any no. damage by losing to Marquette. Who it's was just a time. missed opportunity exactly. to, to
1: get a top-five caliber team in your building and to not win that game. Yep. just a missed opportunity. It's not going to hurt you. So tonight, what are you expecting out of Illinois? Do you expect
0: – Any kind of hangover from that great performance Saturday, or do you expect them to just kind of hit the ground running?
1: I don't expect any hangover. I think this is a big stage. They showed up last year on the Jimmy V Classic in the same exact spot, Uh, and and I think they're going to rise to the occasion here, as I I think Florida Atlantic is going to do the same because it's not often that a program like them gets to be on this stage. I think they're going to be ready. So, Illinois, we saw how important it was for them to get off to that great start against Rutgers, they are gonna need to bring it early in this game, or I think Florida Atlantic will definitely bring it, so they could fall in a hole. But I don't, I don't expect hangover. I think they're gonna be ready. I think this is gonna be a back and forth, really close, competitive game. But uh, are I'm we? With you. Are we? Are we going prediction let's time go now? Prediction.
0: So pipes had 7370. Is that right? Should I give us some? Well, let's go. Why not?
1: Was it 7370? He had 73-70 FAU. So he
0: had this Illinois defense holding FAU basically to a score they haven't been held to all season. Which, well, most of it. Most of it, yeah. They had it, yeah.
1: one game against Bryant where they scored 51. Oh, that's
0: right, and lost that game, right? No
1: clue what happened there. I'd take that as a total anomaly. <laughs> that or you just don't want to face Bryant. Yeah.
0: So I like where Piper's got that score, right? in that. Now it's a matter of do you win or not. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I, I have, like, part of me wants to say that this Illinois team is going to be an impressive team and they're going to be in every game. So I, I, I kind of am going to go with where Pipes is at. I think this is more in the upper 70s, but I think FAU sneaks away with a win in this one. I would probably go like 78, 75 FAU. I hate doing that. I hate yeah. saying Illinois loses. I think Illinois has a better shot tonight than they do in Knoxville.
1: I do too. I absolutely do.
0: I'm confident of that. I'm not.
1: I don't want to pick them to lose tonight, but I'm. I'm doing it. I, yeah. I. It's tough. I think. Man, it. I. I keep going back and forth too. I've had a feeling about this game ever since the schedule came got out. A feeling where I just. I feel like this is one where Let's Illinois go. comes to play. We saw it last Let's year it. in do the it. same event. They put together their most complete performance of the year on Saturday, and I think that they're going to be able to build off of that. I also think, as Piper talked about extensively in the first hour, I, I think this matches up pretty well for Illinois. I kind of like this matchup. Like You're going against a high-powered offense and some guards that can be explosive, but Illinois has been so good on the defensive end, they've got longer, more physical guards that I think can give these FAU guards some trouble. Golden is going to be a tough matchup, as we alluded to. But I think Illinois does enough in this game. I think they hold FAU down enough. I think Terrence Shannon is the leading scorer on the court tonight. And I think Illinois wins this game. 77-73. 7773. Let's go. I don't think I agree with you. I think it's going to be really hard to go to Knoxville and win, but I just can't see this Illinois team going 0 and 3 in those three big non-conference games. So I think I'm this is you. one that they find a way to win.
0: Okay. I like it. I like it. Mike doesn't think FAU would be a marquee win. Marquee win. I mean, they're ranked 11th in the country. It's a team that brings everybody back. 11th in the net or 10th uh, no 11th 11th in the net and 11th in the rankings in the rankings okay final 14 final team.
1: 14 team from last year you, I mean that, it absolutely is a marquee win I get it I, I get it in almost every year you look at it Florida Atlantic team, and you you don't get excited about that win. <laughs> this is a different team. This Definitely. is a really really good basketball team, and it's not your typical mid major.
0: Didn't we? Didn't Illinois lose to Florida Atlantic the last time?
1: They lost to Florida Atlantic in Champaign in December of 2018, and Kofi Coburn committed the next.
0: That's time. what it was. And Florida Atlantic had like four wins that game. I mean, they were like four and something going in. I think.
1: Yeah, they were. Terrible. They were bad. That was that was an awful loss. That was bad.
0: Okay. Well, listen, this would be a big one. Let's get it. And it's coming up soon. Half hour. Half hour away. Let's get out of here so you can do the podcast and we can go watch this game. Let's do it. All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Pipe's not here tomorrow. May have a special guest. We'll just leave it at that. Until then, we'll see you then. It is the drive.
4: You're listening.